As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to MAF Sports Take. Whether it's breaking news or sports business, this is your home for unmuzzled and unconventional sports talk. With assistant general manager, director of player personnel, and three-time world champion on his resume, David Turner has a thing or two to teach you about pro football. At his side is Ryan Roberts, former college football player, football coach, and NFL Draft Bibles director of scouting. Together, they're here to take you on a deep dive into what goes on in the world of sports. Ryan and David, take it away. Welcome, everyone. We are Mavs Sports Take, episode 69. If you are here and you're live with us on either Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook, we thank you so much. We thank you for going through that uh, nice little 30-second countdown with the nice reindeer flying by. And if you see our screen now, we even have the nice little overlay because it is Christmas season. It is holiday season. We are wrapping up 2022. Um, no, I'm sorry. We're about 20- to kick off 2022. <laughs> We're wrapping up 2021. Oh, I hope 2022 is better than 2021, brother. Yes, yes. That, sorry, that was that was the optimism, uh, the optimist in me, hoping that 2022 is better than 2021. We're wrapping up 2021. Here on Math Sports Take, your weekly look into the business side of sports, unmuzzled sports talk with myself, Ryan Robertson, of course, 18-year scouting vet, Mr. David Turner across the NFL, CFL, and Real League League including three straight Arena League championships with the Arizona Rattlers back after a week that we weren't able to have a show. That is completely my fault, by the way. But we are back, and we are better than ever, closing out the holiday season. Before I begin, David Turner, how are you, my friend? Doing well. <clears throat> Doing well. You know, just getting through the holidays, you know, geared up, got all, all the presents under the tree, and now it's just kind of, you know, Baking duty. I'm going over to some friend's house on Thursday to do some holiday cookies nice. and uh, and stuff of that nature. And then, you know, it's uh, game time for this weekend. What's the best hollow? Uh, what's the best Christmas cookie, David? Oh, it's an Italian chocolate cookie that they roll in icing. It is the best holiday cookie. My and again, it's it's obviously my nanny used to make it, so it was like the one that I just loved in. It, it the best way to describe it if you don't know it because I can say it by name but if you don't know it it's a it's a chocolate cookie has little chocolate chips in it they roll it and then they put icing on it and it's so good just delicious 
The correct answer was variation. Okay, variation. It could either be a peanut butter cookie with the Hershey Kiss in the middle, whatever you call those. I don't know what you call them. Or you could also go the you could also go the peanut butter with a Reese cup in there instead if you're feeling really froggy. Okay, <laughs> the, that is the real answer here. And also, uh, you know, I have a very high Italian side on my mom's side, so you know, at some pizzas if, if I can uh, throw out another. Um, maybe not the most exotic cookie of all time, maybe not the most exciting, but there is a soft spot in my heart for a good Patel cookie with the aniseeds and all that good stuff. So all that to say, happy holidays here from the Mav Sports Take. We are episode 69 again, nice. Um, and we are going into a little bit of holiday cheer tonight. So we are going to be giving away some presents to the entire NFL across the NFL <laughs> landscape. We're going to be touching on all 32 teams giving away gifts. What could those gifts entail, you ask? Could be something generous from our hearts. Could be a new coach. Could be a new player. Could be a new quarterback. Could be a new city. Could be new uniforms. We are feeling very gracious and very giving tonight. So, want to get into this before we do. Would you be a parent of a high school athlete trying to make it to the next level? If you answered yes then why not secure coaching from an expert? Here at Maverick Sports Consulting, we, we work with the high school athletes of all sports to create a strategy for the recruitment plan. With limited scholarships given each and every year, having a pointed recruitment plan helps our clients secure their opportunity to play collegiate sports. We focus on your transcripts, your film, leadership, and more to set your goals and create pathways to get to them. Whether you're looking to attend an SEC school or a Slippery Rock University, we can support your efforts to get to those goals for 2022. Contact us today at Maverick Sports Consulting. Um, so, David, all right, we're gonna, this is how it works. Just so the people aren't aware, obviously they aren't. This is the first time we're introducing it. We have split up the league into half here, all right? So, <clears throat> to, uh, to be as transparent as possible, David is going to have the AFC West, the NFC East, the AFC South, and the NFC North. We are going to work through these divisions. We're going to kind of rotate two different divisions so that we're not going back to back to back to back. And we're going to kind of work through what we feel like is a good Christmas present for each of these school uh, schools. Each of these <laughs> so, Dave, we're going to start in the AFC. Yep. We're going to start. I'm going to start with you, actually. I'm going to start with you because I gave you the AFC West. So we're going to start Denver Broncos, David. Denver Broncos. What would you like to present to them, the giving man you are, as their Christmas present? Well, after last night's game, I would like to give them a quarterback because without Teddy B, that team is going to be dead in the water. They're going to be able to load the box up and stop the run game. We saw two games ago when they had the two-headed monster, Gordon and, and Williams running, both those guys were just on point. They can run the ball. The offensive line's doing a nice job blocking in the run game and stuff. But if they can't get the run game going and there's no threat of Teddy B play action game and throwing it deep, it's going to be struggling. And if he's out like the, the reports initially are this morning, he's going to be out for some time, then um, that, you know, again, I will gift them a quarterback. Well, can you can you be specific? Are we what quarterback are we gifting them? Can we get a little more specific? Just well, I would just say a quarterback because Paxton ain't gonna isn't gonna be it, um, you know. And, and at this point in the year, I mean, I would love to give them a a Air good rock. young quarterback, but you know, a draft pick isn't possible, and you know, there's not one on the street that's gonna walk in and help them. So, 
again, you know, I just have to say a quarterback and be general because it's just it's too much right now. Yeah, well, maybe you can, maybe they can uh, somehow get Garrett Gilbert, who's uh, beating the Philadelphia Eagles right now, to watch the football team. I don't know. I'm just thinking of names, which is um, shocking. Yes, just shocking. Yes, just shocking. Um, so all right, we're gonna move now to the New England Patriots. This one's a tough one, David. A a a, a team that has 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 so much. They are under overachieving, in my opinion, this year. They have the greatest coach of all time. They seem that they may have hit on their quarterback. I'm still not a Matt guy, but like he's playing pretty well relative to what my expectations were. I am going to give them a gift, though, David. I'm going to give them a gift for a year. Whatever they do, they can get away with. Okay, this is a freebie. I'm going to give them a get out of free. I'm going to give them a get out of jail free card. Okay, this is what I'm going to give to them. I'm completely kidding. If there's any New England fans out there who don't find me funny, I'm sorry. It's it's the dad joke. My apologies. I guess roster construction, though. I'm going to go wide receiver because it seems like you have your quarterback. It does seem. Coaching staff is very good. Maybe they might have to replace Josh McDaniels. So, like, maybe an offensive coordinator might be a nice gift for them. Where's he going? I don't know, man. He's rumored to go somewhere every single year. It's it's absurd. He's not going anywhere. I'm just saying, every year it happens. Every single year. I don't know. He's, I, he's I, a glory I, I hound. Person. What's that? He's a glory hound. He ain't going nowhere. Hey, right, hey. Well, okay, well, I'm not going to give him an offensive coordinator because they mm. have their guy in place anyway. So, I'm going to say wide receiver. What wide receiver? Um, uh, I feel like, I've, well, stylistically, what do they need? I feel like they need an outside receiver, a little more size right now. They have just kind of the same body types, in my opinion, all over the place. Nelson Aguilar, long, lean frame. They got a guy like, um, uh, what's the what's the kid? Meyer, name? and they Myers, got Born. Kobe Myers, who's like the same body type again, long, lean frame. They don't have a guy that's like a dude outside. So, we're talking draft. Well, I thought that was going to be Nikhil Harry. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> You could ask Ryan Roberts. Like I told you, that was not going to happen too great for them. So <laughs> I'm going to say Traylon Burks. That's my guy. Um, excuse any coughing, getting off of being sick. Don't judge. Don't write a bad review. Write a five-star review at at, um, at Apple right now if you don't mind. Uh, Dave, we're going to go over. All right, I'm going to give him a wide receiver. Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I mean, give him David Turner to help turn their team around. Am I right? Am I right? Oh, goodness. Um Raiders are up next. So the Raiders need a coach. And if I'm going to give them a coach, I mean, there's a long list of good coaches, I think, that are waiting in the wings for a good job. Now, I think it's going to come down to if the coach wants to keep Derek Carr or move on from Derek Carr. And obviously what they do with Mike Mayock is going to be a, a, you know, kind of who takes that job opportunity. Because if they're going to want to keep Mayock, and keep Carr, a guy like uh, Wing Martindale, I think comes really top of mind, bringing in that, you know, he's got Raider ties. He's a guy I think that would walk in with a Derek Carr and, and, a, and a Mayock and get along with everybody and be able to, you know, see how it goes for a year at least and then go from there. Um, if, if they're looking to blow everything up and reconstruct all from the top down, you know, um, right now I'm just giving them a coach, but if they're going to do something like that, I would think someone like a Brian Dabo, Dabo, uh, from the the um, 
Minnesota, I'm sorry, the Buffalo Bills, yeah, would be a good a good option to bring in a young coach that can grow and be an offensive-minded coach, especially out there in the West. Um, you know, they have a lot of – they're going to need to score a lot of points, and having your head coach with that mind and that focus I think would be a good good option there. But don't sleep on Raheem Morris. You know, Raheem Morris is a guy who's rising up in a lot of popularity these days, as well as Leslie Frazier. I mean, he's he's popping up, and Todd Bowles. I mean, they are they are moving up the ranks pretty quickly here. So, but if it was me, I would give them if they're going to keep Mayock, Wink Martindale. If they're not going to keep Mayock and they're going to blow it all up, table. Fair enough. And you just mentioned Brian Debo. Perfect segue to my Buffalo Bills pick here. Bills have, over, have underachieved this year. Good defense. They have their quarterback. They have Stephon Diggs. They have some dudes on that offense in general. They don't have a running game. I'm going to gift you a running game. What does that mean? Could mean a stud running back. It could mean a better offensive system schematically. Either way. I think you need a little bit of everything right now because they have no, <clears throat> excuse me, they have no confidence in that running game. They have no, I, I just, there's no, there, there's nothing, there's just no plan. It doesn't seem like they just don't know what their identity is as a running team. So let's get them a running game. Let's get them a new running back. Let's get them a scheme that fits their system. <clears throat> and let's get Josh Allen some help. That is my urge for the Buffalo Bills. So I'm gifting them a running game of all layers. Going back to the AFC West, Los Angeles Chargers, David. Looks like a good young team, a lot of talent. They have their quarterback. They have a good coach, young coach as well. A lot of things to work with. What are you going to gift the LA Chargers? Send it back to San Diego. <laughs> I'm going to gift them their own stadium. No, Um <laughs> I'm going to give this young, talented team health. I'm going to get – because when they're healthy, they are so exciting to watch. I mean, they got to get Mike Williams back involved. Like early in the season, they had Mike and Allen and and everybody kind of jonesing and ginning together. But they're banged up now, and the defense in particular is kind of banged up. So if I could give them something to finish this year, to have fun with, to watch them, I would give them good health because if this team's healthy, like you said, they are very exciting and fun to watch. I think, you know, in the draft, we'll talk about their needs. It'll probably be more on the defensive side, maybe, you know, another running back to go with Eckler. But see, Eckler gets hurt, and and then that that threat of him, who's an incredible dual threat, uh, outside, inside running back, now that goes out of the game. So, again, if this young team can stay healthy – they can make a deep run in the playoffs. Okay. So would that be like immunity or do they get like a, a um, like have you ever played? Uh, but I know you haven't because you're younger than me, but all right. So when you used to play on the Game Boy, right? You used to play Pokemon you get the potion stuff and you would just give it to the Pokemon. Yeah. One of those potion Pokemon. things. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. One of those things. They just get yeah. to sip it and they're all healed up. <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. All right. So we're going Miami Dolphins back to the AFC East for my pick. Oh, your dad's listening. Be careful. Yeah, man. He better be. So I was going to say offensive line because this is the worst offensive line I've maybe have ever seen in my entire life. But I don't think that it's as easy as a one player fix on this offensive line. I could have said the whole offensive line, but like, let's be specific here. All right. They've drafted a lot of guys. They've not been developed. There's some talent, but it just for whatever reason has not been developed. 
So you know what I'm going to gift them? Coach Skarnecchia is coming out of retirement, David. He's going to come coach this offensive line. We're going to get right down to Miami, baby. We're going to fix it with some of what we have now, but also we're going to sign for free agents. We're going to draft some offensive linemen, and we're going to let maybe the greatest offensive line coach of all time work his magic. So that is my pick for the Miami Dolphins. We are going back to you for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, here people say, what can you give them? They got pretty much everything, but I disagree. I disagree. Their defense is suspect. I don't think they have that big wide receiver that's dominant. You know, that's why they try to sign Gordon, but he hasn't really shown up and done anything. Um, I think this is a team that's teetering on, you know, you know, implosion a little bit. You know, so for me, I mean, I I really think this offseason is going to be key for the Kansas City Chiefs to do some things to really solidify their spot. But if I'm going to give them something right now, to finish this year out and to be be deep in the playoffs, I would give them a big receiver, like a Randy Moss-style receiver, big playmaking person to go with Tyreek Hill, to go with uh, Kelsey. To you know, I think I like their running backs. I really do. I think they're fun little backs to watch, Williams and uh, Clyde Hilaire. Um, but if they had that big wide receiver – you know, back in the day, Plaxico Burris style wide receiver, this offense would be really special. And that's what they need. So that's the piece I feel they're missing. All right. And last piece, that was the last piece of the AFC West. They are knocked out. The last piece of the AFC East is the New York Jets. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I mean, there's Ooh. a lot I could give them there because that was bad. I am going to give them. They, they need all the aunts and uncle presents. They can't just go with mom and dad, they need them all. <laughs> Well, I'm going to give them a um, – what's that card called? Uh, was, wasn't there a card that you used to have in uh, – maybe it was Monopoly. I forget that like, like would like let you reverse time and you could go back a turn or something. You know what I'm talking about? No, Uno. Uno, Uno. you can – Okay, Uno, you can you can go back a turn, right? Or something. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's make it easier. Forget about the card. Uh, the card terminology is, is not correct to what I was using it. So – I will simply say, <coughs> excuse me, my bad. Um, I will say that I'm going to give them a time machine so that they can go back and not draft Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, so time machine. Reverse some of their past mistakes. They held on to Adam Gase for for a you know couple years too long. They probably shouldn't have hired him to begin with. Zach Wilson might not be the guy. A lot of past mistakes for the New York Jets, I am going to allow them to have a time machine to fix their mistakes, David. How nice of me is that? Like, honestly, that's just so nice. So, let's fix the mistakes. Going to the AFC South now, David. They made more than just that one mistake. Well, that's what I said. They have the option. They can go back and a lot of mistakes they could fix. Adam Gase and whatever, man. A lot of stuff. Butt fumble. There's a lot of things that we can fix (laughs) there. Um, So, you have AFC South, I have the AFC North. We're going to go to you first with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are in need of a new head coach. <laughs> Jeez. Probably in need of a new general manager, too, although Trent Bulky is still there, I guess. But, yeah, uh, David, fix fix the Jacksonville Jaguars, please. I would give them a new owner. And I hate to say it that way, but I would. Because Shahir Khan is not involved, from what I understand, day-to-day in the operations. 
he's allowing his son to kind of take things over and do stuff there, which in my in my uh, recon uh, is that he he's not one that let's just say he's sensitive. And so uh, he's not one that really understands the the nature of football and football people. So, you know, for me, if I could give them a new owner, because the fans in Jacksonville have been waiting for that team to be a strong contender and it's in a division that they can be, you know, there's no dominant, dominant team in that division or in that, yeah, in that division. So, you know, for me, if I they got a good young quarterback, if they were to get a new owner who could really put the structure in place for the football team, whether that's hiring like a, a young GM like Ed Dodds and letting him pick the coach, or going and getting you know a veteran coach and letting him you know bring his GM in, whatever the case may be, but that's what I would do. I just don't think the ownership is setting a winning standard there. So I'm going to go now to the AFC North. I'm going to start with the Cincinnati Bengals. David Turner, I'm going to be really nice. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if this team had Penny Sewell at offensive tackle? Like, imagine if that could have happened in some world, right? Yeah. You know, they wanted Jamar Chase so bad, which Jamar Chase is really good. He's he's proven to be a very good player. Very good player. He's he's on track to be offensive player, rookie of the year. So I'm not going to give them a reversal. I'm not going to give them a time machine. I'm just going to allow them to also have Petty Sewell, who was the correct pick still uh, at pick number five in this past year's draft. But I'm going to be so nice and so generous this season. I'm going to give them both. They get Penny Sewell and they get Jamar Chase. Tell me I'm not nice. Go ahead. Tell me I'm not nice. That's ultra nice because that would be, honestly, like the best the best draft in recent history to be able to land both those guys in in one year. Because um, Sewell is having a heck of a year, even though he's, you know, on the Lions. People aren't watching offensive line. But if you watch that young man play, he's playing his his tail off. Oh, he's playing fantastic. I think they said, and I'm not a PFF guy, so like grain of salt here. But since week six, I think he's their second rated offensive lineman in football. Not rookie offensive lineman, like second rated offensive lineman in football. And he's had to play both left and right tackle this year. So... Phenomenal player. You don't have to sell me on him. Houston Texans. A lot of different ways I feel like you can go this way, David. Honestly, like there's a lot. Like maybe move out of Houston might might be one. Like relocate. But no, Houston fans are incredible. You don't want to take the team away from Houston, but you might want to go with a second ownership here, James. <laughs> this is another ownership group that I question their ability to govern the team. Um, you know, they were looking like they were on track. Well, when they had Rick Smith there, and then when they let the uh, weasel in the hen house um, and let him start running things, it's just gone down fast. Football is a is a is a game of people. It's a business of people, and if you don't know the people and you don't know who you can trust in the buildings, it's going to be really hard. And when the players in the locker room, and the coaches don't trust who's around them, and when they're walking the halls, they don't know what conversations to have and which ones they can't have and with who and all that, it's too hard to win. You just you can't win that way, so you know there in Houston, I'm not. I'm just being honest with you. That ownership needs to really clean house, and and get rid of the weasel in the hen house, and and then figure out how to replace him 
with people that really care about the fans in Houston because they got a great fan base. That's a great football town. I mean, it's a great football state, right, in Texas, but that's a great football town down there in Houston. So if they ever got it right, that would be a plum job. Plum job. Next team that we have is the Baltimore Ravens. I am back up. David, I'm going to let you pick this one for me. I'm going to give you two options. I'm going to give you the final choice here, okay, because there's two things that come to mind. One, offensive tackle, specifically right tackle. That Alejandro Villanueva, who used to be a good player for the Pittsburgh Steelers, is a turnstile now. He is awful, and that is easily the biggest blemish, I think, on this football team in general. Like they could, they could get a couple guys, you know, working as their three, four outside linebackers that can brush the passer. You can get some more of those dudes. They, they, there's other positions. I'm not just saying that right tackle is the only spot, but in my opinion, that is definitely the crux of this team right now. And then my other one that I was going to say, yeah, excuse me, as I hit the uh, as I hit the speaker button, so I don't cough in anybody's ear right now. So the second I was going to say here was to give them Ozzie Newsom back for another stint. Because, man, what a great general manager. And it's still a good roster, but I feel like they're starting to miss a little more on some draft picks than they did when Ozzie was there. So I'm going to give him a second chance with Ozzie Newsom, or I'm going to give him a right tackle. Which one for you do you think I should go with? You know, I don't think Eric's done a bad job. I would go with the right tackle. Would say bad. Would not say yeah, bad. but I'm I'm saying like again, I think I think what they got there they, again, the injuries in preseason this year, losing both corners. I think they've played eight or nine corners and defensive backs the other night. The guy who got beat for the touchdown was his first defensive snap and he's down to the five yard line, like trying to make trying to make it happen against uh what was it, Robert no, it was um uh Jeff, oh, some it was some talented. Oh, it was Adams, one of the best receivers in Green Bay, you know, history. It, you know, poor kids down there, you know, <laughs> on goal line coverage trying to keep him from coming in the end zone. So, um, you know, for them, I would say again, I would give them the tackle because, like you said, they really need it. And and Lamar's shown that if you give him some time, he's he's been able to make it. And look at what Huntley did the other night, Huntley undrafted out of Utah, a kid that I draft or I, I scouted a little bit, right? I mean, he stepped up to the challenge. He's he's delivering the ball. It was great. So I think, you know, even though they might not have hit on all the draft picks like they might have with Ozzy, there's I mean, they, they found a, a key position and a backup quarterback like Huntley that came in and competed against what everybody's calling the MVP of the year and Aaron Rodgers um, and took him to the wire, man. It took him to a two-point conversion, you know, so – that's that's a pretty damn good find. Were, were you a Huntley fan when you uh, scouted him at Utah, or not too much? I, I liked Huntley. I and again, I don't. I didn't have. I had him drafted more in the fourth, fifth round area, you know, and he fell out of the draft, which I was surprised by. Mm-hmm. But again, I I had him in the fourth, fifth round. I went and looked at my report yesterday to see where I was on him, just to make sure. I was like, I thought I had him drafted, and I did, um, but. Again, it's one of those where I liked him, other people didn't, and I, you know, I didn't like him in the first or second or third. I thought he would be exactly where he's at—a backup role player, solid leader, incredible. He's a really incredible young man. He he did a lot of good things at Utah with the program and with the players around him. So I was impressed with his leadership and his ability to take control at that program. You know, so yeah, I liked him. I and 
when I saw what he did the other night, I was happy for him. Really, really excited for him. Staying with you, with one of the hottest teams in the NFL, Indianapolis Colts now sitting at 8-6 and six, have rebounded from a very up-and-down beginning of their season. I feel like there could be a, a few ways to go here. Wide receiver, I know you don't like their quarterback. What do you feel like is your presence for the Indianapolis Colts? Well, my presence for the Indianapolis Colts mm-hmm. is 100%. Don't say it. 100%. A candy cane. Because they got it going right. Those guys got it going right over there. Again, you like you said, you could say offensive line, or you could say, you know, health for the offensive line. But with Jonathan Taylor running the way he's running, they got uh, Hines behind him. The defense is really playing well. The only thing they really need would be a better receiver. But even, you know, Pitts, Pittman, he's he's balling. He's doing well. You know, do they need a second one? Yeah. But, I mean, Ed Dodds and, and Ballard and, the, and, you know, that coaching staff there, they have such chemistry. They have such uh, balance and everything. I don't want to mess up anything they do by coming on here and gifting them anything. Just, you know what, guys, take a candy cane. Enjoy your holidays. God bless because those guys, honestly, they're building a team for sustained success. I mean, a lot of those guys are under contract for not only this year, but next year and the year after. They're not going to be doing a lot of rebuilding. They're in good cap position. Not great, but they're in good cap position. So I don't want to sit here and tell them to do anything, honestly. I think they they really have a good job going for them right there. I would just be really excited to see that offense because I agree Pittman's done a nice job. He's kind of that big body boundary receiver. They have Jonathan Taylor, who's among the MVP race. Carson Wentz is actually playing pretty solid football, to be honest. I would like to give him a little more speed out wide, though. Like, let's get another well, guy. Again, Wentz is going to make the mistake that you always go, what the hell were you thinking? That's once a game, if not twice a game. But then, he's like you said, he's been playing well, so I don't want to sit on here and bash the kid because – He's playing better than I give him credit, but he still does make the Wentz style mistakes, right? So not many yeah. turnovers this year, though. Not many turnovers. Oh man, he makes some error throws that are just like, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. So, but again, give him a candy cane, tell him happy, Merry Christmas, and keep it moving. That was lame. That was a lame one, dude. <laughs> he uh, said, he said, I can give him whatever I want. Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh man. All right, seven, six, and one. Pittsburgh Steelers. They just never go away from being a, a solid team. They're not a good team this year. They are not. They are extremely flawed. Defense is good, man. That defense can ball. That defense is a championship-level defense. You hear me? You hear me, David? Hey, last year when they went 15-0, that was a championship defense, remember? Well, no, It's still a championship-level defense. Like This defense is a good defense. They can play. The problem is quarterback is cooked. Offensive line is bad. Why receivers are even kind of inconsistent. Like, there's just offensively. So, I'm going to give them this. There's a talent uh, deficiency here. But I can't fix the offense fully for them. So, I'm going to give them a new play caller. Not Canada. He ain't it, bro. He ain't it. I'm sorry. He was at LSU as an offensive coordinator. And he got booted out of there so fast because they're like, dude, what is this motion BS running jet sweeps and shit like get this stuff back to the high school football. This is not college football. And for some reason, 
He's an offensive assistant for the Steelers for a couple years. And they're like, you know what? Let's give you the offensive coordinator job. Great idea. Wonderful. Revolutionary, really. Stupid. Stupid. Get him a new play caller. It's dumb. It doesn't even make any My favorite, My favorite moment of the Pittsburgh Steelers season so far was about three games ago when Ben Roethlisberger just looked at the sideline and literally said, can we stop running that play? i'm just like you know like we've run it enough that night they ran a play three times and every time was a tackle for a loss and he just turned to the sideline like can we stop running that play and they drafted Najee harris in the first round who's a good running back i'm not dude he's phenomenal if they really played him right they don't play him right no but he's a good running back but you have Chucks Okorafor as your starting left tackle right now. What the heck is a Chucks Okorafor, David? What the hell is a Chucks Okorafor? I'll tell you what it is. It's a bad left tackle. And they doubled up because their right tackle stinks too. So, like, yeah, let's do that. Let's draft a running back instead of fixing our offensive line. That sucks. Fantastic idea. Oh, we have a quarterback that's retiring after this year, and we have no idea what the hell's, who the hell is going to be the next quarterback. Zero idea. Who's the next quarterback? Mason Rudolph? Like they have no plan. There's no plan. They're gonna they're gonna get your boy in the draft. Who? Strong? Nah. I, w- I won't allow it to happen. I won't strong. They're going for the strong arm. I will not allow it. I will not allow it to happen. They're bringing the strong arm to Pittsburgh. Give me a new offense coordinator. That's my gift. That's my gift to you, fellas. Uh, last team in the AFC South for Mr. David Turner is the Tennessee Titans. Also playing good, pretty good football, even though they lost this past weekend. Nine and five, though. Uh, They've done some good stuff, even without Derrick Henry. What are you going to gift to the Tennessee Titans? Send them back to Houston. Send them back to Houston. (laughs) I'm going to give them a passing game because, honestly, if they ever put a passing game together, that team could be dangerous. Their run game is really good. Their their offensive line blocks it really well. They really do. They block it up. They they get holes open. Right now, without Derrick in there, It's struggling, and the offense is not looking at all like it should. But it's mainly because they don't have a passing game. This is a team that just, you know, does not pass the ball well. Um, They had to use the two tight ends, and that's what got Arthur Smith the, you know, Atlanta job. But then this year they went and got Julio Jones, and they didn't know what to do with the two receivers that they had. And, you know, Julio's not having uh, much of a, uh, a year at all. And then Brown's hurt. And he's in now the lineup. When he's in the lineup, he's like Devo Samuels. He's the difference maker, right? But when he's out of the lineup, they really don't have anything going for him in the passing game. So for me, if I could give the Tennessee Titans something, it would be a better passing game. And it needs a lot of nuances. So I can't just say a receiver or this or that. It needs a passing game. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of layers to that one. They do have one good wide receiver in AJ Brown, but just as a whole, it's. I know he's been injured also this season, so like on and off injured. So uh, last team in the AFC, and then we're moving over to the NFC, Cleveland Browns, David, 7-7. Seven and seven, There were some high expectations. I'm going to move them out of Cleveland. Like what else? What? Dude, Cleveland sucks, man. Like what? What? what who wins in Cleveland? Oh, to our listeners in Cleveland, that was Ryan Roberts. Uh, Jersey resident. You, you, know, you know that I'm messing either way. So, I mean, to be honest here, though, ready? To be honest, I will give them full health. So I think that's a talented team. They are among the most COVID-ridden teams recently, and they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. Baker Mayfield's been injured. 
Nick Chubb has been injured. Jarvis Landry has been injured. Odell Beckham is no longer on the team because of his uh, his deficiencies, both staying healthy and being consistent. So I'm going to give them their health, long-term health. I am going to gift them the ability to stay healthy and be at their full strength. Because at their full strength, I still think that they are a talented football team. Just we haven't been able to see it consistently this season because there's just been a lot of injuries and a lot of COVID impacts on them. So we're going to move over. Hold on one second. We're going to move over to the NFC. Before we do, have you secured any sponsorships with your name, image, and likeness yet? No. What's keeping you from earning money or gaining products today? Probably access to companies. Maverick Sports Consulting can connect those dots for you. We believe in the power of athletes making a living off of their own likeness while going to college. If it's simply that you don't have access to companies, don't let that keep you from being successful. Contact us at Maverick Sports Consulting as we can help you navigate your path to gaining corporate sponsorships for your collegiate career. An athlete's earning potential is limited. Why wait until tomorrow to start earning today? It doesn't matter what sport you play. We help all our clients achieve their goals. Just contact us at MaverickSportsConsulting.com. TikTok, the clock is ticking. All right, David, NFC teams. Now, I gave you the NFC East, the NFC North, were your two conferences that I gave you. So NFC East, and I'm going to go to the West. Dallas Cowboys, 10-4. and four. That's your first team, David. What are you going to gift the Dallas Cowboys? Give him a real coach um, oh. or get, make Jerry Jones take early retirement or um, all right. Yeah. God. Well, they got the greatest gift in the draft with Michael Parsons falling all the way to them because the reality is, as we're all seeing the defensive rookie of the year um, play and, and a Dallas helmet is hurtful to me because I was on the table for him when the Giants were drafted. I was on the table for him when he was in the like the fourth or fifth pick overall. I was uh, ever since then you can rewind and replay our draft coverage. I, I mean when the fourth player came off the board, I was still putting Marquez's name out there and by the time it got to Dallas, I couldn't believe he was still on the board. And now everybody's seen why because this man is a player. I mean, they really already got the best gift they could get this year by drafting Micah Parsons because that kid is something special. Now, if they if they on offense, if they can figure out their run game, get it back going, because that's when this offense was dangerous. But the health on a health on many of the NFL teams is just really it's just really uh, it's, it's 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 awful right now. And then for them to go to a 17 game season. I mean, I think we're going to see players' careers get shortened up. You know, they'll do a lot of stats over their shorter careers. But if you can see in our world right now, a lot of these injuries are really, uh, really bad. A lot of these teams, I should say, I'm sorry, are battling a lot of injuries. But for me, I think Dallas got the best gift they could have gotten with Michael Parsons. That kid is so much fun to watch play football. I mean, against the Giants this weekend, I don't know if you watched it, he, there was a dig route on him that he was supposed to bite on. He peels off and covers a receiver, you know, on a on a go route, and he and he disrupts the pass. And I know Mike Glennon was the one throwing the ball, so that you know timing was off and it was terrible at the location. But just watching the athleticism and recognition and instincts of man, that you know, my guy went inside. I got to go take this guy. There's a switch off. A lot of linebackers don't even recognize the switch off, and then have the athletic ability to change direction and then burst to cover it. 
I mean, on top of that, he is leading, you know, one of the league leaders in sacks and and tackles. So this kid is just a straight-up football player. I don't know how you get a better gift than him. Did you just insult Mike Lennon, man? Just do it. <laughs> oh, you didn't listen to, to, to uh, Patricia Trainer's show this week? Uh, I've been bashing Mike Lennon for three weeks now. I listened to it last week when you were letting Mike have it a little bit, man. You need to uh, cut the guy some slack. All right? He's made a great living off of being not good. Good for him. He's got like six wins and like $18 million. He's fine. Good for him. Yeah. I was saying he's fine. If I'm bashing on him on a radio show or something, he's fine. Sounds like the real winner to me is uh, yeah. Mike Lennon for being bad at what he does and still making money, personally. Uh, like, well, yeah. who's the, who was the Redskin quarterback that took everybody for a ride? Redskin quarterback um, took everyone for a ride. I don't know. When I think of people that manipulate money as not good quarterbacks, I think of Sam Bradford a ton. Yes, Bradford. Bradford. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Sam Bradford. He so took everybody for a ride. A lot of money for not being good at all. At How about Chase Daniel, dude? Chase Daniel made a good chunk of money to be a backup quarterback for a long time. Like, a long, long time. But Seattle Seahawks is the team that I'm going to pick. I'm going to give they them just nothing. scored a touchdown. Good for them. I don't care. I'm not going to give them anything because I don't like the Seahawks. I don't care about them. So, Cole. They're great. They get Cole this year. They get Cole. Wow, what that's I so give rude. I mean, honestly, man. That's like, so I, rude. I guess it has to be general manager because, like, the roster's bad. It's just not a good roster, right? Like, I guess. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know that one. You can give him a whole offensive line. You can give him a whole defensive backfield. I would, I'll be honest with you. I would give them all a redo. I love John Schneider, and I think Pete Carroll is a great coach. They've been there long enough. They've done and had their run, but I really think it needs a blow-up redo up there, and they need to bring in fresh talent everywhere. There's just a run where the building has heard the message enough, and, you know, sometimes those people – can keep their, their message fresh for 20 years by keeping players fresh and rotating in and out. But other times the messages get staled. And right now when I watch the Seattle Seahawks play, it just kind of seems like it's stale. Speaking of bad ownership, uh, Washington football team, David, you're on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> ah, great segue into that one, huh? Setting me up for success. Well, give me a new coach. Give me a new coach, David. I, you know what though, I can't just go to Ron. You know, I have to go all the way up the ladder, like you said. I would have to pull the plug on the ownership. I don't. I think he's yeah. very. I don't think he's a genuine individual who cares about the team. It's all about business, and he doesn't give a crap about the fans. It's all about his bottom dollar, and you see the infighting with him and his minority owners over business decisions, and he just wants to be a dominant individual in all the conversations that are had so for me if i'm looking at that team and i really wanted to give the fans in that city uh an opportunity to do better i would have to start with daniel i mean i don't think he's ever had a winning season as an owner i really don't and you know it's just awful to see because there's great history there there's great history in that program that organization and and in the you know the that fan those fans but I don't think Schneider it really connects with the fans anymore, and he doesn't, and he hasn't forever had the best interest of that team in in his decision making process. So, I would have to say that would be another 
you've given me a lot of ownership changes, but that would be another one. Yeah, no, it's man, this there's a lot more bad owners out there than I thought there were. Honestly, just looking through all this a little bit. San Francisco 49ers. This one's a tough one, actually, because I like a lot of what they do have going on there. You know, offensive line is it's nice. It's a good offensive line. Trent Williams has been the best offensive lineman in football this year. Debo Samuel is a baller. I like Elijah Mitchell, their young running back. Defense has dudes everywhere. Uh, so I would say that, I'm, and I think it's going to be a hot take, and I apologize to the San Francisco 49ers fans. Apologize. I'm not a Kyle Shanahan guy, honestly. So, like, here, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to give you, though. I'm going to take Kyle Shanahan. I'm going to demote him to offensive coordinator, and then we're going to get a new head coach in there. Okay, because I think that situational stuff is not great from from the head coach, Mr. Shanahan. I think that time management has never been a strength. And I think that sometimes adjustments are a little meh. But I do think he can call an offensive game. I do think he's a smart guy. I do think that he's charismatic. And I think that he gets. Wait, he had a Super Bowl one at halftime and he ran the ball six times after halftime when he was offensive coordinator down in Atlanta. Okay. How? How is that a good play caller? I think he's a good play caller on a week-to-week basis. I, I think it's good. It's better than a lot of offensive coordinators in the NFL. Well, Hold it's on. better than Freddie Kitchens, that's for sure. Nah, nah. He's he's one of the better offensive offensive play play callers in the NFL. <laughs> he's not he's not a great head coach though. He's just not like it's. I, I think it's very apparent at this point that he's not as well. So, gonna get him a new head coach. That's my thing because like I like Trey Lance that they have been waiting. I like a lot. Of the playmakers offensively. I think there's a lot of good things. A lot of good things there. So it's my gift to the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to go to where do we go? Oh, man. The team that's on TV right now, if you're joining us live, Philadelphia Eagles, David. Your favorite, Philadelphia, favorite team, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, uh, here's a good one for me. And it's not a popular one in my circle, but it's going to be a popular one with the fans. Going to gift you a new, a new general manager. Because your general manager does not seem to be able to put a team on the field for you guys. I'm sorry. Howie is just an individual who's who's very limited in his ability to actually build a roster and consistently keep it on the field. He overspends, pays forward, and is constantly in cap trouble. So, you know, for me, I would gift you a new general manager to start over with. You know, I used to work for a uh, for a company, David, that would uh, frown upon it when I would talk smack about Howie Roseman. But I can do that now, which is awesome, man. Howie Roseman's a dumbass. I don't care who listens to this. I don't care what the backlash <laughs> is. He's a idiot. He is so bad. He did everything right one off season, one time, and he got a ring for it. Like, good for him. Every every move he made that year was just like that was the year where like everything hit. We got Chris Long for dirt cheap, came in, was a very good player for them in 2017. Alshon Jeffrey was a dude for them in 2017. They got Nick Foles back, who had the magical run down the stretch. Everything just hit. Every free agent hit was just phenomenal that year for Howie Roseman. But overall, I mean like you can you can just continue to show the bad moves, right? Like you gave Carson Wentz, $100-plus plus million when you weren't sold on him because then you drafted a quarterback in the second round. You obviously weren't getting weren't sold on the guy, but you still gave him over $100 million. You did that. 
You drafted DK. Uh, sorry, you drafted JJ Ortega Whiteside instead of DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. You drafted um, you drafted Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson, and you drafted Devonta Smith. You traded up for him instead of drafting Micah Parsons. So there's so- just so much bad, man. <laughs> So much bad. Like, it's bad. Like, honestly, his best pick as a general manager, he got Jordan Mailata in the seventh round, who was a rugby player who had never played American football. He lucked into that one. And it was a great pick, obviously, because he's turned into a potential Pro Bowl left tackle. Great pick. Otherwise, point to me what he's done well as a drafter. Never seen it. Haven't seen it. And he's hit on free agent contracts one single year. Howie Roseman is a joke. Sorry. Next team. Going to move on now. I just had to get that off my chest. I'm sorry. Uh, feel better? Los That's good. Angeles Rams. I do. Los Angeles Rams. Uh-oh, your I team. Mean, huh. um, they're, on, they're on TV right now, too. They're losing. They are losing right now. Um, I do think the Rams are a good team, though. And I think that they will be a tough out in the playoffs. And I think they do have, still have a chance to make it to the end. They have a good roster. In my opinion, they have a good coach. I like Les Steed. I think he's a good general manager. I think there's a lot of good. If for the Rams, I will forgive their debt for five years. Okay, for five years. Their debt is gone. Okay, salary cap isn't an issue ever again in the next five years. Okay, that's what I'm giving to the Los Angeles Rams. Because they are going for it right now, David. And it's going to handicap them with some things very soon here. Luckily, they do have most of their core signs a part of this You know, push to a Super Bowl over the next couple of years, but I will give them forgiveness, okay? No no debt for the Los Angeles Rams. That's where I'm going there. The last team in the NFC East. Forgiveness for signing Odell Beckham. Uh, dude, who cares? They can cut him tomorrow and it won't matter. Like, he, he's a, he's a, he is a no – like, there's no – what is the big negative to Odell Beckham? Like, if he's being an asshole in your locker room, you just cut him. Like, he's not, it's not like they signed him to a five-year big money contract. Like, he's just there. He's fine. And they don't have Robert Woods right now, who is a big loss for him. Maybe I would give him Robert Woods. Yeah, if you could get from something, give him Robert back because Robert is a gift. Oh, he was having such a great year. Yeah, he was, and that would I would be fine. Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe I'll I'll change it then. Okay, I'm not going to forgive their 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 debt. Okay, I'm going to give him Robert Woods back, and I'm fine with that because Robert Woods is a great football player, underrated football player. Man, not only is he a producer. But he is like he is a leader on that team. He is glue for them, and it's obviously C because they went on a three game losing streak as soon as the dude got hurt. So hopefully they rebound it though. They played pretty well the last two weeks before today. Let's see if they can fi- figure it out the rest of the game. But we'll give him Robert Woods back. Okay, we'll give him Robert Woods. Your favorite team in the NFL, David. Back to the NFC East. We're talking the New York Giants. If you haven't checked out Locked On Giants on the Locked On Podcast Network. With host Patricia Trana, David comes on to that show every single week to talk Giants football. David, give them a gift. Get rid of Gettleman, please. I'm actually being serious there. You think I'm joking, but get rid of Gettleman. Go ahead. Again, if you listen to – I do a, a podcast, Patricia Trana. You said Locked In Network, Locked On Giants. I, I, I talk about them each and every week. If you look at their roster from top to bottom, the only deficiency is the offensive line. There's a lot of bad rosters out there. Quarterback. See, you're not a Daniel Jones guy. I am because this guy is constantly under fire. And Saquon Barkley, who they were building the offense around, is constantly going down with his health. 
Booker this year, though, has shown to be a very good running back. The offensive coordinator choices really have been bad for this kid. If you really look at it, they've been bad for this kid. And therefore, the offensive line has not protected him at all. It's very hard. But, you know, when he gets a little protection a couple times this year, he's thrown for 350, 400 yards because guess what? The kid can throw and he can deliver the ball. I personally think if I'm gifting something to the New York Giants, it's a new head coach. I came into the season excited about Joe Judge, the way they ended last year. I was excited about the opportunities I saw in front of us. But when he made decisions on the offensive line coach and then and then he made decisions on bringing Freddie Kitchen into the building because he didn't like having to work with Jason Garrett and being told Jason Garrett was his offensive coordinator, that to me is not the way to work in business. You have to, when you're being told to work with somebody, you find a way to work with them. You don't just bring your guy in the in the building and say, wait your turn, hold on, wait, wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, and let your offense coordinator fail and bring in your guy later. So for me, I would get I would get a new head coach in here. I you know, we're all hearing the rumors Gettleman's gonna retire. It wouldn't surprise me if he does. Um, but at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of good people in the building in the personnel side. They just if they really draft an offensive line this year and sign a, a key free agent to play tackle because Thomas is playing good football. The left tackle is playing good football. So Thomas they is a very good player. Very good player. I was high on him too, and I'm thankful he had this nice rebound this year. Yeah. I mean, he he the that's the only one that should stay. They got to fix the other five. Probably means signing two free agents and drafting two young kids to figure it out. But if they can do that and get it rebuilt this year, and they have the draft picks to do it because of trading out of the Michael Parsons pick and, you know, taking on the Bears. I mean, right now they're sitting at picks six and five and six, I think, right now in the draft back-to-back. So, or six and seven, six and seven, back-to-back in the draft. And if that happens, getting two top ten picks over there, I'm not saying they're going to be offensive linemen, but I'm saying on that team, in addition to a solid free agency, you're really in line to reconstruct that team this year. So while I would have pushed for Michael Parsons, because think about the draft if they did this. If they would have taken Parsons, then Ojolari, and then Spencer Brown in the third, that would have been two incredibly young defensive players to be on defense, and then a right tackle in, in Brown that's playing decently up in Buffalo in the third round. Now you would be in a position where you got young, talented players on offensive line and in key positions on defense and pass rush abilities. So that would have been an incredible draft for them. But by trading out of there, they getting the Bears pick and the Bears doing terrible this year, it's really put them in line this coming year for a, a, a potential really solid draft. Still such a joke that Spencer Brown went in the third round, but we're not going to get into that again. Uh, L.A. Rams just scored, by the way, David. Cooper Cup touchdown to tie the game. So there we go. Moving in here a little bit. Um, I would also say that if we're talking draft for this year for the New York Giants, I know they did get Aziz Ojolari, but I think top 10 here to come away with an offensive lineman and a defensive end, I think. And the two guys that I would target just for some future Giant fans out there, Kenyon Green, Texas A&M offensive lineman. George Karloftis, defensive end from Purdue, would be my two big targets right now. Just seem like Giants to me. Moving on to the Arizona Cardinals, the last of the NFC West for me. Then we just have two 
divisions to go through real quick here. Arizona Cardinals, another hot take, David. I said this last week, and I believe this. This is truth. The Arizona Cardinals, I know you're a big Arizona guy, right? I live here, but yeah. Arizona Cardinals are frauds. You hear me, David? Fraudulent 10-4. and Frauds. Not a great team, in my opinion. I think there are flaws everywhere. But I think the biggest flaw is that they convinced themselves that Cliff Kingsbury, after not being a successful college head coach, is going to be a good NFL head coach. I would give them a new head coach. And I think that is going to be another, you know, it's going to be frowned upon. And maybe I'll do the same thing that I did with Kyle Shanahan. Maybe I'll make it the motion because I do think that Cliff Kingsbury calls a good offensive game. So, like, let's make him the offensive coordinator. Let's get a real head coach in there. I'm just not sold on Cliff Kingsbury being the guy. Just really not. I think he's underperformed pretty much everywhere he's been, and he got off to a great start this year. I think the Rams last week, though, they showed the formula of how to beat that team. And the Cardinals have now had two straight losses, and it's kind of both been the same formula. So I want to see how they rebound a little bit, but I don't know how well they will because I'm not sold on this staff. And I also don't think Vance Joseph is a very good defense coordinator, even though they've been playing okay at times this year. So that is the finishing up the NFC West. Let's go. North and South here, David. I told you that you were going to take, and I'm going to make sure about this. I'm not I'm not saving time at all right now by saying that you have the NFC North. Okay, you have the NFC North. So let's go here. NFC North. Green Bay Packers, 11 and 3. Green Bay Packers currently have the best record in the NFL. David Turner, gift the Green Bay Packers something for Christmas. I would gift, gift them. A ball hawking safety. I'll be honest. That defense isn't the best. They don't have the best pass rush. They have a good pass rush. But if they had a ball hawking defense or a safety to go onto that defense, you know they would really be dangerous on defense. I think their offense is fine. They they're running and shooting and doing their thing. You know they got all the players that they they really really need. I mean, could they use another receiver? They could. But Lazar. And uh, Scanlon was it uh, Valdez Scanlon or whatever? Scanlon. Yeah, they're they're good young players. Okay, and and I think if that defense, when I watch them play, I just don't think they have that ball hawking safety that really would make a difference on that team and get them some turnovers and get the ball back in the quarterback's hand. They really need that ball hawking safety. That's the piece that that they seem to be missing. Carolina Panthers going to keep this one nice and easy, David. They needed a quarterback. <laughs> they just don't have it, man. Like, I, I really was holding hope that Sam Darnold was just a product of Adam Gase. But Sam Darnold can't play. Cam Newton can't play. P.J. Walker can't play. They don't have a quarterback. Let's give this team a quarterback and see if Matt Roll is a good coach because I do think that Matt Roll has qualities of a good head coach. But I also think that they completely guessed wrong at quarterback. They took a gamble on Darnold. It's not working. They okay? paid so him. They didn't even need to pay him, and they paid him. I just said they made a lot of mistakes with the quarterback position. I 100% agree. Like I like Sam Darnold. Don't get me wrong. But I, I couldn't believe they gave him that contract before the season even started. Like, oh, oh my goodness. That was, that was an atrocious to me. Um, th- but that being said, you know, Carolina is obviously a team I'm, I'm very familiar with. I think Carolina is 
it's it's going to be a struggle. What I saw at Matt Rule last year, I was excited. I was like, okay, here we go. What I've seen out of him this year, I think – I just – I don't know. Every time I see him on the sideline, it, it almost looks like he's lost or he's a deer in headlights. You know, I don't see a man in control of the sidelines and in control of his team and in control of that in that locker room. So, honestly, with that ownership, the way that ownership is, uh, I might be surprised if he's if he's there next year. Uh, it's hey, and I, I'm not doubting that. I think that Matt Rule's seat is very hot, and I would not be surprised if he's not out. I would just, I would like to see what the situation would look like if they handled the quarterback position correctly, or if they made a better decision there. That's all I'm saying. Uh, go into the Minnesota Vikings, seven and seven. Minnesota Vikings and their head coach Mike Zimmer. This one's a little funky, David. It's a little funky. There's there's like some ways you can go here, but like, I don't know. I'm interested in this one. I don't know where you're going to go here. Defense. 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 Even in the background. <laughs> we're like hearing it. Because Minnesota's defense is giving up more, uh, more points in the last two minutes of the first half and the game than the entire NFL. So it's just like unbelievable. Mac, you know, he's supposed to be a defensive minded coach and their defense in the last two minutes, closing out games and closing out the first half is just atrocious. So that offense, uh, you can't say anything about that offense, that offense, you know what? They play well, good ball. Kirk- Kirk Cousins has looked pretty rough the last couple of weeks, but yeah, I, I hear you though. I hear you. I'll be, I watched the last two games just because they happen to be on where I, you know, where I've been, and the receivers have made some bonehead freaking calls like on their routes, and that's left Kurt like last night. I think it was Thielen. He broke in on one when he should have curled up in front of the coverage, and so you know. I'm not, and don't get me wrong. I am not a Kirk Cousins fan, and anybody who's ever listened to me talk about, he's solid. He's rock solid. Knows I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan, but the mm-hmm. ball comes out of his hand when Thielen looks like he's about to sit on the route, mm-hmm. and then he takes off. So it just goes right to the defender, and it makes the quarterback look like an idiot. But it was like a, a you know 15, 20 yard throw, so the ball's got to come out at a certain time, and Thielen made it look like he was going to sit. So he read that and he threw it to him, which would have been the right throw. And, you know, the, the receiver just left him out to dry. And there's been a few of those. Now, I'm not saying he's, a you know, he is nowhere near Tom Brady, laser precise, you know, going Matt, Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong. But I think this year there's been a few plays where these, these receivers have cut wrong on him and made him look silly. I think the offense is fine. If Minnesota Vikings can just play better defense, this is a team that has a, a really good shot. I mean, that Justin Jefferson with Cook running the ball. Now they're getting the tight end Conklin involved week in and week out. I mean, they have three good receivers and, um, you know, Osborne, Jefferson, and Thielen. Like, they're all pretty good and solid. So, you know, again, for me, and they have the backup running back. I mean, this, this team is built to go for it. Madison. They just, yeah. yeah, they just have to get better defense out of them. That, that tight end's been playing pretty well for them too. Tyler Conklin's been playing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the beginning of the year, they weren't doing much with him because the receivers and the running back were going. Last couple of weeks with injuries, they've been getting him going, and he's looking pretty nice. Yeah, I picked him up in free agency and um in fantasy, and he's done a pretty solid job for me as kind of like a rotational tight end. So, uh, 
I mean, definitely some pieces, man. It's a very uncharacteristic Mike Zimmer team over the last couple of years because, like you said, he's made his living off of being a defensive mind, and they just have not been a great defense. So, agree with you there. Atlanta Falcons. David, I'm blowing this thing up, man. I just We need to start the rebuild here. We need to start it because you are putting yourself in a position where they're 6-8 and eight and they have holes everywhere, but they're 6-8 and eight because Matt Ryan isn't a bad quarterback. He's still a good, solid NFL quarterback. He's good enough to get you close to 500, but he's also not bad enough to let you get that complete reset. Let's reset this, man. Trade Matt Ryan. I understand he's done a lot of great things for your franchise. Let's get him out of the building. Let's get all the old guys out of this building. Let's restart right now because this team is in purgatory right now because, again, Matt Ryan's going to keep him good enough but not quite good enough. It's it's a bit, it's a middling ground where they're not going to get hot, the highest draft capital that they're possible to get, and they're not going to be in a position where they say, like, yeah, this this isn't working, and, you know, maybe, oh, maybe if we make a couple roster moves then we can flip it around. Like, they're not that team right now. Let's start this rebuild. They need to start it now. Going to Chicago Bears, David. Oh, man. <laughs> Whatever happened with that Matt Nagy thing, by the way? He supposedly fired, then he wasn't fired, and uh, I don't know. Chicago Bears. Get that me. was egg, egg meat face. That was yeah, egg meat real. face. Because <laughs> Matt Nagy, you're fired after the game, uh, after Thanksgiving, uh, you're going to be fired. And it comes out in the press. And, whoa, 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 we never said that. And it's like, Really? So now you're letting them coach the rest of the year out? Okay, that makes zero sense even more. Um, and then and then this new offensive uh, or new NFL rule where these teams that have coaches opening can start interviewing coaches during the season. Have yeah. you hear this? It's yeah. like with permission from the other team, you can start interviewing coaches during the season. Like what is this, college? We're going to start naming head coaches during the season to NFL teams now? Like – what the fuck is going on? And excuse my French, if you, I know this is a holiday show, and I've been trying to keep the WFT off here, but this one is truly a WFT. Like, what is going on with this rule? That there should be a two-week hiring freeze after the season. There's no need to bring in that at all. Okay, at all. But now you're gonna have people getting hired during the season. Makes no sense whatsoever. So I, I don't get that at all. Don't interview during the season. That's just a bad look. Um, that all being said, if I'm gifting the bear something, it is a complete and utter redo, like literally a redo. So if if I had to say anything, it would be a complete redo. Uh, I love Ryan Pace. I've known him since we were both pro guys. Uh, he was in uh, the, at my, New Orleans and I was over in Oakland. Love him to death, but, it, you know, he needs a new job and so does Matt Nagy and that whole team needs to be redone. Cause that offensive line is terrible. The talent level across the board is terrible and it just needs to be redone. It's just like, again, I love John Schneider and Pete Carroll, but again, I just, that needs to be redone. I think the bears need to be redone and start over. It's fair. It's fair. A lot of, a lot of rebuilds that need to happen here pretty soon. New Orleans saints going to give them David. The shocker, the shocker. Dude, defensive line, defense is awesome for the New Orleans Saints. Coaching is good. Sean Payton's a good coach. There's, a, I mean, maybe some health, honestly. Alvin Kamara's been kind of up and down a little bit. Michael Thomas, what the hell happened to Michael Thomas? Offensive line's been beat up at both offensive tackle spots. But I'm giving him a quarterback. 
what quarterback that is, doesn't really matter, man. Like, we're not going to go into another year with Jameis Winston as the guy, are we? I know he was playing, like, okay ball, but, like, was it really that good that you're going to sit there and say, like, Jameis Winston's our guy moving forward, especially coming off an injury? Taysom Hill is not the guy. We just don't have a guy. Drew Brees. Like, let's let us let us let us re return the clock on Drew Brees. We'll get him a nice 25 year old Drew Brees and throw him back into the sack. I was gonna say, if you could give that team a 25 year old Drew Brees right now, even without Michael Thomas and that defense, that would be a dangerous team. A dangerous sure. team. That defense is is legit, man. That's a good they are balling, balling, balling. Your last team of the day, David. We only have two teams left. Detroit Lions coming off a nice victory, man. And there's a lot of optimism in that building, despite only being two and eleven or whatever they are, two eleven and one. There's a lot of optimism. Um, Dan Campbell, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, I to be determined on Dan Campbell. But if you were to gift the Detroit Lions something this Christmas, what would that be? A redo. It really yeah. would. A redo oh. on 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 getting and and. A redo on not keeping Stafford and, and going for golf. And that's honest to God. Because I know you got picks and stuff from that, okay? But those picks are going to be late-round choices, and they're not going to be, like, up front where, you're, where your picks are going to be. You know what I'm saying? So, for me, I wouldn't have traded Stafford and got golf in that contract. And, and I'm just not a Jared Goff fan. I never have been. So check the record. This isn't just me being me, uh, you know, mean to a kid. I, when he was drafted, I wasn't a fan. I'm still not a fan. So I would grant them a redo because Campbell is is showing that he, him and his staff are staying tough on the guys and they're you know, keeping them in the fight, right? So we'll see how he turns into a coach and if this message doesn't wear the players out in years two and three, right? if they can stay on it and keep it fresh. But for me, that one move, I would say, eh, please redo that one. How many how many kneecaps do you think Dan Campbell's bit off this year, David? How many kneecaps? So like 30, 37? I don't know, but I'll say this. That defense has played pretty tough all year. They've played pretty tough all year. They've been in a lot of games. And, yeah, they've lost a lot of games. Don't get me wrong. But the offense has done very little to help them. And that defense has played well. I that was it. Terry Glenn is the is a defensive coordinator, and he he's showing some some. And they don't have a lot of tools out there now. Like that's not a tool shed that's full on either the offense or the defense. Don't get me wrong, but that defense has played pretty good football. You know, uh, according to what I would say their talent level is, they're playing above talent level for sure. Yeah, no, defense is definitely absence of talent. They're definitely playing better than what their talent level would indicate for sure. Last team of the night, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, David, this is easy with the headlines recently, right? Let's give them their wide receivers back, man. They're both hurts. They're both really good players. Antonio Brown's out right now, too. They're down their top three wide receivers. Godwin's out for the entire year after tearing his ACL. Let's give him Godwin back. Let's give him a healthy Mike Evans. Let's get him Antonio Brown back on the field, man, because we saw, unfortunately, Tom Brady had to try to make magic with absolutely nothing out wide this past game, and it did not work out to the tune of zero points. The big goose egg. I think the first time that he was shut out since 2006, <laughs> which is a crazy, crazy stat. So let's get Dude, the wide receivers back. They they got to the 21-yard line. They did not cross the 20-yard line the entire game. And, and, again, I would say – I would say – 
I would give I would give them the health of the receivers, but I personally, A B needs to go. I'm I'm just saying I'm tired of him as a diva and his personality and everything. I think, I think he he's got an incredible talent. He's an incredible talent, but what he's trying to do and what he's tried to done and, and a lot of other things going on, I would say he's got to go. I'm I'm fine with that. I just I, I want to get some playmakers back for Brady because oh yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's it's barren right now. I mean, well, again, if Gronk was healthy and yeah, yeah. Mike Evans was healthy and Godwin was healthy, they could find another one and be fine. You know what yeah. I mean? You have those those three on the field with him. They're good. And even the young tight end, uh, what's the young one? That, the Brait? Brait. Cam Brait. He's made a few plays. And when Gronk was hurt, O.J. Howard made a few plays. Like, those guys have stepped up and made a few plays here and there. So, again, I just – I'm with you. If they can give the health of that that defense, Todd Bowles has that defense playing again. You know, he has them playing again, and that's why I think he's on the rise and making some uh, some of these uh, interviews this this off season. If uh, if it works out, because you know what he had at the Jets was terrible in talent and in a general manager. But you pair him with the right general manager, that that man might be a, a really solid NFL head coach. Yeah, and back to the wide receivers. If Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson are your third, fourth, fifth receivers, right? Like then we're we're fine. We're fine at that point. But there just should not be your guys that are dependent upon being volume getters. So wrapping this up again, Mass Sports Take episode sixty nine. I'm uh, gonna let David end this, of course, as we as I always do. We just want to wish everybody happy holidays here. We are again recording on the twenty first of December. If you celebrate Christmas. Merry Christmas. If you celebrate whatever holiday you celebrate, I wish that happiness upon you as well. Wishing everybody to have a safe and good end to what has been a trying year, to say the least. 2021, there were a lot of hiccups, a lot of ups and downs. Here's to 2022. David Turner, leave us off with your message, my friend. I hate that I have to say this one. But with over 150, almost 160 NFL players, coaches, and staff members testing positive for COVID in the last two weeks, and we're seeing 10 more reported out of the Chiefs today, um, wear your masks. Protect yourselves as much as you can. Get vaccinated. Get boosted. Do what you ever have to do because the reality is we're not – this virus is out there and it's not going away. Over here in Arizona, I have several friends currently with the disease going on and fighting it, and it's the holiday season. I know we all want to get together. We had last year Christmas disrupted and plans disrupted, but be smart about it. This uh, this disease is still it's it's ripe and it's hitting hard right now in this holiday season. And I just want, I don't want to lose more people than we need to lose, and we've already lost enough. So you know, for me, be safe, be smart. Keep using the hand sanitizer, keep wearing the mask, and keep yourself safe because it looks like we're in a, we're in a, another fight here in the next uh, six weeks. Yep, does not look good the next few weeks to say the least. But, but we will get through Happy it. holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Yay. <laughs> um, go like, share, subscribe to this podcast. If you want to give us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. Give us a five-star. If you want to throw in a question, We'd like us to ask in a mail answer in a mailbag one week. You can leave that 
in your review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you all so much for the support. Again, everybody wishing everybody a happy holidays. Thank you so much for being a part of this show. Mav Sports Take, episode 69, signing off. Everybody have a great week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.